If you want daily Elon Musk news and updates, please take a second and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on right now because we bring it to you every single day. Thank you so much. Now let's get into some Elon news here at the Elon Musk podcast. Twitter is embarking on a bold new strategy, striking deals with over 30 of the biggest names in news, media, and sports. These partnerships set to roll out in the first half of this year. We'll see powerhouses like the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, NASCAR, PGA Tour, Wall Street Journal, NBCU, Reuters, Axios, Bloomberg, Forbes, Conde Nast, and USA Today all coming together to leverage the platform for maximum impact. Now, these deals brokered through Twitter's selective Amplify program will see advertisers paired with premium publishers, with both parties splitting a percentage of ad revenue. And from the World Economic Forum at Davos to the Super Bowl, from March Madness to the World Series, these partnerships will give advertisers access to the most sought-after events and content. Now, entertainment giants like Paramount and Disney will also be joining the fray, running ads aligned with award shows, concert, and primetime TV hits like The Bachelor, RuPaul's Drag Race, and The Masked Singer. Twitter's Amplify program has become a powerful tool for media companies throughout the time and sports leagues, allowing them to monetize targeted video inventory at scale and cash in on live moments like viral clips from an award show or from a football game. And while some advertisers may be hesitant to be associated with Twitter, Due to CEO Elon Musk's leadership style, these media companies and sports leagues are reaping too much revenue and marketing advantage to quit the platform altogether. Now, in fact, most efforts by media organizations to quit Twitter have been brief or non-existent, even for companies entangled in Musk's banning of journalists last year. And for Twitter and participating content partners, these deals represent a significant opportunity for incremental revenue. Meanwhile, for publishers, the Twitter Amplify program represents a chance to monetize targeted video inventory at scale, especially around live moments. In short, Twitter is positioning itself as the go-to destination for premium content and events, with a who's who of the media and sports worlds set to join the platform, the stage is set for a dramatic shift in the way that advertisers reach their audiences. And Twitter's push into content sponsorship is a significant move that is poised to shake up the advertising industry with the platform's reach and targeting capabilities as the potential to provide advertisers with unparalleled access to audience and content. And Twitter's Amplify program is a key component of the strategy, connecting advertisers with premium publishers and allowing both parties to share in the ad revenue. This creates a win-win situation for both Twitter and its partners, with publishers able to monetize targeted video inventory at scale and Twitter able to provide advertisers with the most sought after content and events. The list of media companies and sports league that have signed on for these deals reads like a who's who of the industry. ESPN to Fox, NFL to the NBA, Wall Street Journal to NBCU. These partners represent some of the most influential and powerful players in the media and sports worlds. And this is not the first time that Twitter has attempted to break into the content sponsorship space. In the past, the platform has struggled to gain traction with advertisers and publishers remaining skeptical of its capabilities. However, this new push is different. 
with the backing of some of the biggest names in the industry, Twitter has the potential to become a major player in the content sponsorship space. And the potential for the strategy is huge, with Twitter and its partners able to monetize targeted video inventory at scale and around live events, like viral clips from an award show or a sporting event. And additionally, the platform's targeting capabilities will allow advertisers to reach the most relevant audiences at the most opportune times. And of course, this is not without challenges. There's always the risk that Twitter's reputation for free speech, free for all, may damage the reputation of some partners. Furthermore, the platform's association with CEO Elon Musk may put off some advertisers, despite the fact that most media companies and sports leagues are reaping too much revenue and marketing advantage to quit the platform. Now, Twitter's push into content sponsorship is a bold move, but one that has the potential to pay off in a big way. With the who's who of media and sports world set to join the platform, this is going to be a dramatic shift in the way that advertisers reach their audiences. This new strategy could be a game changer for Twitter and all the advertising partners, and it's one that's worth keeping an eye on in the future. And this is great news for Twitter because a lot of the advertisers from 2022 pulled out. Twitter's revenue stream is facing a major upheaval as top advertisers are cutting their spending after Elon Musk's takeover of the platform. According to estimates compiled by research firm Pathmatics, and 14 of the top 30 advertisers on Twitter have stopped all advertising on the platform after Musk took over on October 27, 2022. And for four of the advertisers reduced their spending by between 92% and 98%. 7% from the week before Musk's acquisition through the end of the year. And overall, advertising spending by the top 30 companies fell by 42% to an estimated $53.8 million for November and December combined, despite an increase in spending by six of them. And Pathmatics said the figures on Twitter advertising are estimates based on technologies that track ads on desktop browsers and the Twitter app, as well as those that mimic user experience. However, the company said that these estimates do not account for deals advertisers may receive from Twitter or promoted trends in accounts. It's possible that the spending data could be higher from some brands if Twitter is offering incentives. Now, Twitter did not respond to multiple requests for comment. And in a November event on Twitter Spaces, Elon Musk addressed the issue of companies pausing ads. He said that he understands if advertisers want to give it a minute, and he added that the best way to see how things are evolving at Twitter is to just use Twitter. Now, technology-focused publication, the information, cited details shared by a top Twitter ad exec at a staff meeting on Wednesday, reported that Twitter's fourth quarter revenue fell about 35% year over year due to a slump in advertising. Twitter posted a loss of $270 million in the three months ending June 30th, a total revenue of about $1.18 billion. Now, the Pathmatics estimates show continued upheaval in Twitter's main revenue stream heading into 2023, led by a pullback from top consumer brands. Forward bookings or agreements to lock in future ads were also down for January and February, according to research firm Standard Media Index, which did not provide more details. Now, Twitter is moving to reverse the advertising exodus, though. It has introduced a slew of incentives 
to win back advertisers, offering some free ads, lifting a ban on political advertising, and allowing companies greater control over the positioning of their ads. Molly Lopez, who's an owner of an ad agency, Height Digital Miami, said, they're frankly really amazing incentives. Honestly, I've not seen that type of incentive ever for any advertiser. In addition, Mark DeMassimo, founder of New York-based ad agency DeMassimo Goldstein, said that bargain basement direct marketers and political action committees, big spenders on Meta, may fill the advertising gap. However, it remains to be seen whether these initiatives will be enough to win back top advertisers who have cut their spending. Coca-Cola, for example, halted spending in mid-November after purchasing an estimated $1.1 million in Twitter ads earlier that month, while HBO's spending collapsed to approximately $38,000 in December, from roughly $1.1 million in November, according to Pathmatics. Heinz and Nestle, Kraft Heinz and Stouffer's meal manufacturer, also stopped all advertising. Now, mass retailer Target and department store operator Kohl's also skipped advertising on Twitter on Black Friday, one of the biggest shopping days of the year. However, some companies like Apple and Pepsi have increased their spending. The drop in advertising spending is a major blow to Twitter, which relies heavily on advertising revenue. And this news comes as Twitter is facing increased competition from other social media platforms, and it's struggling at this point. Elon Musk has noted that the numbers in Twitter are increasing. There's more engagement. There's more people on that platform. But the drop in advertising spending is really a huge deal. And it relies heavily on advertising revenue. Now, there's competition from Facebook. There's competition from other meta social media. Mastodon. Mastodon doesn't seem to be a thing for the for the future. It seems like it's too difficult to get into for a lot of people. And Twitter is an easy sign-up process. It takes about a minute or two. And if Mastodon could figure out how people could sign up within a few minutes, they could be a direct competitor to Twitter. But also something like Reddit. Reddit is a direct competitor because you post things according to the news that somebody posts. Social media is how we all do it. Now, Twitter's advertising revenue has been under pressure for some time now, too. And the company has been working hard to find new ways to monetize. They've been experimenting with different revenue streams, such as e-commerce, subscriptions, and premium content. However, these new revenue streams have not yet been able to replace the lost advertising revenue from the past. And the loss of advertising revenue is particularly troubling for Twitter because it is one of the company's main sources of income. And in the past, Twitter has been able to rely on advertising revenue to fund its operations and invest in new features and products. However, now that advertising revenue is in decline, the company may be forced to cut back on its investments and focus on cost-cutting measures in the future. Twitter's ad revenue is going to bounce back, though, and it's also a reflection of a broader decline in the advertising industry altogether. Now, advertisers are increasingly turning to other platforms, such as Google and Facebook, which have larger user bases and more sophisticated targeting capabilities. All right, so let's move on to some SpaceX news. The Falcon Heavy rocket, known for its aerial acrobatics and synchronized landings, successfully launched from Kennedy Space Center recently. And the mission, called the USSF-67, carried national security payloads for the U.S. military, marking the fifth successful flight of this rocket. 
And the Falcon Heavy debuted in 2018 with much fanfare with SpaceX CEO Elon Musk attaching his personal Tesla Roadster as a test payload on the launch, which is still in space. And the rocket followed up with two launches in 2019 before taking a three-year hiatus as the majority of SpaceX's missions do not require the Falcon Heavy's increased power. The company's workhorse rocket, the Falcon 9, on the other hand, launched more than 60 times in 2022, sending two groups of astronauts to space, as well as Starlink satellites and other spacecraft. Now, SpaceX is fulfilling lucrative military launch contracts assigned for the Falcon Heavy years ago, and the rocket returned to flight in November with the launch of the U.S. military's USSF-44 mission. And Sunday's liftoff was a follow-up to that mission. The USSF-44 mission included six payloads on one satellite that advanced communications, space weather sensing, and other technologies into near-geosynchronous orbits. And like the USSF-44 mission, the USSF-67 mission also utilizes the same type of spacecraft called the LDPE, which is essentially a bus for outer space that can carry smaller satellites. Now, the Falcon Heavy also carried a communication satellite called the Continuous Broadcast Augmenting SATCOM for the U.S. Space Force. However, additional details about the satellites on this mission were not immediately available. And after the mission, the company recovered two of Falcon Heavy's first stage boosters, which are the tall boosters on either side of the Falcon Heavy, and they strapped them together to give the rocket its heightened power at liftoff. And after expending most of the fuel, the side boosters fell away from the center core and reoriented themselves to slice back through the Earth's atmosphere. As they approached the ground, the boosters reignited their engines and completed a synchronized landing on ground pads near the Florida coastline. This is a signature move for SpaceX, which routinely recovers and reuses its rockets and the boosters to drive down the cost of launches. However, SpaceX did not attempt to recover the center booster because of fuel requirements. While the company has not successfully, successfully retrieved all three boosters yet, it has come close. The two side boosters made a pinpoint synchronized landing on ground pads, after an April 2019 mission, and the rocket center booster touched down on a seafaring platform. But rough waves got to it, and it toppled over. Now, for years, the Falcon Heavy was the world's most powerful operational rocket. But in November, NASA's new moon rocket, called the Space Launch System, the SLS, took over that title with its inaugural launch. The SLS launched the uncrewed Artemis 1 mission around the moon, paving the way for future missions with astronauts on board. And despite being dethroned as the world's most powerful operational launch vehicle, the Falcon Heavy still puts on a dramatic show back on Earth. With each launch, the company recovers and reuses its rocket boosters to drive down the cost of launches. It is also a cost-effective solution for military launches and other payloads that don't require the increased power of the SLS rocket. And the launch of the USS F-67 mission is a significant step for SpaceX and the U.S. military, as it marks the fifth successful flight of the Falcon Heavy and the continued use of the rocket for national security payloads. It also highlights the company's ability to recover and reuse its Falcon Heavy rocket boosters, which is a crucial aspect of SpaceX's mission to make space travel more affordable and sustainable. 
In a trial that began on Wednesday, Tesla CEO Elon Musk was depicted as either a liar who callously jeopardized the savings of regular people or a well-intentioned visionary as attorneys delivered opening statements. The trial is focused on two tweets that Musk posted on Twitter in August of 2018, in which he claimed that he had lined up the financing to take Tesla private at a time when the automaker's stock was slumping amid production problems. The prospect of a $72 billion buyout fueled a rally in the company's stock price that abruptly ended a week later after it became apparent that he did not have the funding to pull off the deal after all. Now, Tesla shareholders then sued Musk, saying that Tesla shares would not have swung so widely in value if he had not detangled the idea of buying the company for $420 per share. In his opening statement, Nicholas Porret, a lawyer representing Glenn Littleton and other Tesla shareholders in the class action case, promptly vilified Musk, quoting, Why are we here? Porret asked, quote, We are here because Elon Musk, chairman and chief executive of Tesla, lied. His lies caused regular people like Glenn Littleton to lose millions and millions of dollars. He also said that Musk's tweet also hurt pension funds and other organizations that owned Tesla stock at the time. However, Musk's lawyer, Alex Spiro, countered that the run-up in Tesla stock after the tweet mostly reflected investors' belief in Musk's ability to pull off stunning feats, including building the world's largest electric automaker while also running SpaceX, a maker of rocket ships. Quoting, Mr. Musk tries to do things that have never been done before. Everybody knows that. Spiro told the jury, and Spiro added that Musk had been in advanced talks with representatives from Saudi Arabia's public investment fund to take Tesla private. Quote, he didn't plan to tweet this. It was a split-second decision. And this is aimed at being as transparent as possible about the discussions with the Saudi fund about a potential deal. Now, the first witness called to the stand was Glenn Littleton, a 71-year-old investor from Kansas City, Missouri. He said Musk's claim about the financing alarmed him because he had purchased Tesla investments designed to reward him for his belief that the automaker's stock would eventually be worth far more than $420. He said he sold most of his holdings to cut his losses, but still saw the value of his Tesla portfolio plunge by 75%. Quote, the damage was done. I was in a state of shock, said Littleton. And in 2018, when he lashed out at Tesla for late deliveries on vehicles for some of his nieces and nephews, led him to become a lead investor in the lawsuit. He said, I still believe in Tesla to this day. I do. Now, Musk's 2018 tweets attracted the attention of security regulators who concluded that they were improper, that he was lying. And in a settlement, they forced him to pay $40 million and required him to step down as Tesla chairman. And the trial is expected to last for three weeks and is being presided over by U.S. District Judge Andrew Chen. The outcome of the trial will be closely watched by investors and industry experts, as it could have a significant impact on Musk's reputation and future. And we'll be bringing that to you as soon as we get the word. So please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. I want to take a second and thank you for listening and being a part of this show. And I'll see you in the next one. Take care.